Guys, I want to tell you about new breaks. Actually, I'm going to let my friend Jason tell you about new breaks because I got this text from him yesterday uh, while I was doing my, my new breaks reading. He said, uh, had Carlton come out from new breaks, I put in the service order to change all the brake pads. He told me, no, you only need to change your front. What an amazing guy and what an amazing business. And that's the kind of stuff that I hear from people all the time about new breaks. And, guys, they come to your house. So right now is not the time to go sit in a dealership or, or sit in a shop for two hours waiting for them to fix your brakes. They'll come to your house. And they're going to do what's best for you. And you could say, hey, yeah, I need all this done. And if they look at it and say, no, you don't, then that's what's going to happen. They're not going to try to gouge you. They, they're just good, honest people who do great work. And I get so many people have told me that uh, that have done business with them. And they're all happy with them. There's a reason they get so many five-star reviews. That's what New Breaks is all about. Go to newbreaks.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Mention ESPN. Get 10% off your service. That's newbreaks.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S dot com, New Breaks. The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch. You know the number for that. Missed the first hour. Lots of good stuff. Joe Lenardi on. Talked a little college basketball. Um, rest of it was pretty much Deshaun stuff. And plane crashes and train crashes. Which... It's, it's ironic that Russell Wilson, it, it's Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and I think Jimmy Graham, which Jimmy Graham is odd but that's the three guys in the nfl with no trade clauses hmm. and they both want traded yeah <laughs> well and, and you know russell wilson well, he doesn't want traded he if the seahawks decided to trade him here's the list of teams he would right. accept a trade to but i don't want out but <laughs> yeah it, if you he, decide to try to trade me even though i've got a no trade clause these are the teams that i would waive it for come on well it, it's the same thing and the difference the only difference really is that if you're the Seahawks, I think it might make some sense to move Russell Wilson at this point because, I mean, he's – I don't know how much longer he can play at this level. He's not going to get better from here. And I think you've seen your ceiling. And if you have to hit the reset button, not the worst thing in the world. I'll say this about that franchise, the the difference between them and the Texans. The Seahawks, as an organization, have proven to me that they can build a roster. Yeah, yeah. I, I trust I, them to build a team. If they lost Russell Wilson, I, would, I mean, would would there be a fall-off? Of yeah, course. Absolutely. But I, I trust that they could go find the right quarterback and build a roster around him and, and open a new window to compete. I don't trust the Texans to do that. Uh Curtis has a big impact on the Watson situation will be when they can go after the return of his signing bonus and therefore recovering that cap space. Bingo. Uh, and then Jamie says, I wonder if part of Watson enjoys this chatter about him. Oh, I'm sure he does. 100% he does. Uh, but realistically, as he's, as people start turning on him, which is going to happen, it's that, already happening. You know what? That's what I wanted to talk about. Okay. When, when do we think things flip from the Texans are the bad guys to... Deshaun's the bad guys. Like, how long does he have to keep this up before fans are like, really, Deshaun? This is this is the deal. Are you playing for us or not? I think you're pretty close. Now, I don't... It's already swung here's quite a, a bit. Here's the problem, though. I don't think it's... Um, I don't think it's a matter of good guy, bad guy. I think it's a matter of bad guy, bad guy. Right, right. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, I, and it comes down to who do you think is the worst. Because, I mean, look, the Texans are a mess. I would not want to go work for that organization. Uh, and, and, you know, thank Tebow. I didn't sign a contract with him because I would, I would be wanting out to. But by the same token, when you do it like this, and I'm, I'm sure he loves the attention. I mean, it, it, and that, 
I mean, really, you're an NFL quarterback and you want to get attention from cryptic tweets, really? That's your that's your thing? Well, at some point, don't you think, I mean, because the contract that he's under isn't very long. So whatever team is going to sign him next, if the, he does get traded or becomes a free agent at some point, aren't they going to look back at this and go, do we really want to give you a long-term big it's money deal? Because look. all you're going to do is kick your feet and scream and be a little baby about things if you don't like it. Oh, he'll 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 be awesome when he first gets there. Like, oh, I'm so glad to be in New York. I've always wanted to be in New York. It's a great franchise. These are great fans. They're the best in the world. Mm, okay. But as a GM, aren't you printing out every tweet and putting it in front of them when it comes time to sign a new contract? Uh, and say, I can't, I, I'm not going to trust you because you said you wanted to be in Houston this whole time, and then five months later, you decided to pitch a fit. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the the experience that he has with that team will, will be what determines that, in my opinion. If you go to the Jets and, and he's... Uh, behaves perfectly and he acts mature and he plays well. Uh, they're not gonna, you know. But but it is the Jets, and I guarantee you, at some point they're gonna screw up too. And yeah, then he'll come back and do it. But the Jets will give him a contract anyway. So I I don't know, man. I I I just wish that I, I wish this wasn't such a bleeped up organization. Let's. I, I kind of want to know what. The people think like how how close are people to thinking that Deshaun is the bad guy on this, or are we the only ones seeing that he's a bad guy? I, I'm curious about that. I, I want to know. Like, well, I, I'm I'm not, are, and I, I'm talking about Texans fans. I, right. I want that's who I want to hear from is Texans fans. Who right, right. I I, I want to know if if you're starting to if your opinion your approval rating of Deshaun is changing the way mine has. I can't. I, I I can't be the only one. You know. And, yeah. I, I mean. I I kind of think. I I still haven't flipped on Deshaun yet. And seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six is the number. We'll 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 take your calls on this. I haven't flipped on him yet because I still think that I I've pretty much decided this is the dumbest organization of all in all sports. I and, get it, and that makes here. It, this is what. But it does. I don't like how he's handling it. It makes him a more uh, sympathetic character, certainly. Because we know the Texans are a bunch of boobs. Right. So it, it certainly makes it easier to sign or to side with Deshaun. But at the same time, Deshaun knew that these guys were a bunch of boobs when, when he signed with them. Yeah. Jack Easterby was here when Deshaun signed. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was already traded for nothing when he signed. Like, all this was in place. He knew that the roster was bad. When he signed, I honestly think it's this is more about Deshaun thinking that he was going to be able to overcome all the Texans problems. Yeah. And still have success. A la Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson's been able to do that. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of things going on in Seattle is a mess. They've had players leave. They I mean, tons of players leave. Uh, They've got cap woes. And Russell Wilson's able to overcome all that magically because he's that good. And I think Deshaun, after he went 4-12, and 12, was like, man, this could really kill my stock if I have another couple years like this. And Deshaun's smart enough to know. He's smart enough to look around and say, well, how are they going to get better? How, how are they going to build anything better around me? He knows that it's going to be tough. So he's like, you know what, I got to get out of here. I'm I'm curious what the people think. Let's talk let's to a couple folks. Let's talk to uh, let's talk to Jefferson. Hello, Jefferson. Hey, sports fellas, how you doing today? Sports man, what's up? Hey, I'm 100 behind Deshaun Watson. I do not trust the organization. From from nine, 15 years, we waited for a quarterback and go toe toe with some of these other teams, and we finally got one. And all they had to do was find some kind of talent, the coaching staff, and roster to go ahead. And they mess us up. I, I can't. I can't rock anymore. When Deshaun goes, I'm going. I paid too much money to the Texans fans and Texas merchandise all for, for 19 years. My money's too hard to come by on idiotic stupidity. Well, okay, before you leave, Jefferson, let me ask you. But do you think he's handling this well? Oh no! It, to me, his, his biggest flaw for me is he was so loyal to Bill O'Brien that he was blinded by Bill O'Brien, and that's my biggest call with him. 
But, I, I mean, at some point, do, do you not feel like, well, the guy signed to be on this team. He signed to be a part of this team. Like, shouldn't he just go out there and play football? I mean, he signed knowing that I this was a dummy organization. It goes both ways. I mean, the owners could drop you too. If if, if you don't if you don't if you don't catch you catch 101 passes one day, next season you're going to catch a 55. All you lost felt you got too much money. You're not worth the value. I can cut you, and you then you lose your money. But that's the difference. That that's how that's the contracts that were collectively bargained by players. That those that the players don't get to decide that they just want out of contracts like that. It doesn't work that way. I agree, but I said my loyalty is going to shine, and once the shine leaves. This 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 team has put me through so much crap, and never ever going over the hump, no matter what they did, and getting their own way. And to me, it seems like Cal doesn't really care about running his organization. He wants to put people in place. Hey, oh, it's Bill O'Brien's, it's Bill O'Brien's team. Oh, it's Jack's team. I don't want to do anything. I don't want the headaches. I just want the baby. I don't care how I, how I get here. I just want the baby. I just just do something. I can't do that. All right, all right. Good good thoughts, man. Thanks for calling. Let's uh let's try James. Hello, James. Hey, it's sports man. Sportsman. Uh yeah. The only reason I called, I'm just tired of hearing about this crybaby. I mean, he's a professional athlete, he gets paid a lot of money. When he signed that contract, he knew exactly what he was getting into. He knew at any time they could get rid of anybody and he still signed it. So why are you crying? You make too much money to sit there and cry. It's a lot of money. $24 million a year. I, I'd put up with a lot for that. Do you think I'm right that maybe it, it, that it's possible that he thought that it was going to be easier to win than it, than it is? I, I, there might be something to that. Um, uh, because but, I, I know you always think guys believe that they're able to, they're going to be able to do whatever, you know. Yeah. They're going to be able to do anything. And then I think after one year of it, you go, because do you, do you really think if Deshaun, if the Texans went 8-8 eight and eight last year, you know, had they fired Bill O'Brien and then the Texans came back and made, you know, made at least some competitive noise and they went eight and eight and then everything else that happened remained the same. They hired uh, Nick Casario. They hired David Culley. None of that changes, but they went eight and eight last year instead of four and 12. Do you think Deshaun's in a real hurry to bail? I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh I, I think it's part of it, but again, I don't know. No, I think if they went eight and eight, they wouldn't have hired David Cully. I believe that. Well, they, they would have made a more competitive hire. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they keep Romeo. Uh, but oh, I, maybe. But I, I think uh, I don't know. If, I, I still feel like something happened. Something very personal happened, and we don't know anything about it because all we get is cryptic tweets. Yep. And, and maybe that's where you need to 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 step up and and. Do an interview with somebody and get the facts out there. Well, all right. Uh, guys, but you can come here, by the way. We got a lot of calls lined up. We'll get to you guys on the other side. Uh, I got to tell you about ProDunkHoops.com. That's the website with the best basketball goals in the whole wide world. Uh, what makes them the best in the whole wide world? Well, they've got the thickest steel of any goal on the market. I, I mean, you go find another brand. The best brands in the big box stores, Hoops is 75% thicker than those, the best ones. Uh, they've got a tempered glass backboard, and this they believe in it so much, they guarantee if it breaks or cracks for any reason ever, they'll replace it for free. How about that? And then it's got a rust armor finish, 30 years maintenance-free, perfect for weather down here on the Gulf Coast. And they've got a design to fit your home, your driveway, your back backyard. They've got a fully portable version. Uh, if you've got a picky HOA, and every one of those goals, adjustable from 10 feet to 5 feet with the turn of a handle. So all ages can play. They can all get out there, and they can all have fun. Uh, give them a call, 281-351-9822 if you want to get in on it, or if you just want to take a look at what they got. See it all at ProDunkHoops.com. That's ProDunkHoops.com. Is the Blitz. The Blitz. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Real fun sports. Deanna got some really bad news. It's just one of those. 
You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. This is the best bad day song ever. Right. Yeah. If you're having a bad Even day. Even though Limp Biscuit was number two on the most hated bands list. I don't hate this song, though. I, I think I've told you this before. My last year at the Chronicle, I was so miserable. I would listen to this every day on the way to work to get in the mood to work. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to John. Hello, John. What says you about Deshaun Watson? Hey, guys. Good to talk to you. You too, man. Hey, my feeling is. I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and throw it out to you right now. I'm not a Texans fan, but I listen to you guys all the time. And my feeling on this, like the other caller said, he signed a contract, shut up and play. Obviously, he's not going to. And you had pointed out, your team went 4-12 and last year. Why bring him back? You can get all kinds of draft picks if you trade him. I say trade him, you're going to get money back, you're going to have more room on the salary cap, and you're going to get some get some good draft picks, maybe trade for different players. Because as far as I'm concerned, even if you bring Deshaun back, what good is your team going to be next year? Well, I, I don't disagree with that, I, I but I still stand by. I've got a problem with these are the three teams I'll allow you to trade me to, but I don't want to play here. That's I'm not going for that because I don't know what the best offer would be otherwise. Because if I feel like there's a better offer I could get from someone else, then I am I will just let you sit and rot. You will sit and rot on the sidelines until you have to come crawling back and say, okay, guys, please, I, I just want to play. And eventually that will happen. You can, In the NFL now, it's not like the old days. You cannot afford to just sit out. It's it's too punitive. Also collectively bargained, by the way. That that now like sitting out is very very detrimental to the player. And, and you know what happened? You think people are turning on him now? If he sits out and then comes back and starts sucking, Oof. and they start off zero and four again, boy, they're going to turn big time. Uh, who else we got here? Sean, what's up, Sean? Sean, go. Hola. Hey, guys. Happy Thursday Eve. Happy Thursday, sports. Sports. Uh, yeah, I'm a Texas fan. In Long had the season tickets. I spent seventeen fifty on the beers there and a ton of money at the Crown Royal Bar. Huge Deshaun Watson fan. But when you sign that contract, you have an obligation to the organization. You have an obligation to the fans. And personally, I think you have an obligation to your team. My biggest thing is I don't know if I've heard anybody say it yet, but is the team going to want to play with them? And you can't sit there and say, hey, it's just business. It's not personal, guys. It's just business. To me, if I'm a teammate of his, it's also personal. So my question is, is do we think the team stays together if he ends up staying and playing for the team? That's all I got, guys. All right. Uh, just looking at the text line, it's it's probably about 90% anti-Deshaun now. Um, and... Listener Steven says, football fan here, but I can't believe people get so emotionally involved in these players. Uh, listener said, this team has put me through so much. Get rid of them all and start over. Uh, but, I mean, that's sports, though, right? If you're not passionate about your team, and you know, I know AJ's not, but, I mean, that's kind of what makes it fun for the average person. You know, you, you invest emotionally in these guys. And, you know, and, and when you get old and cynical, then you're not really invested anymore. But... I, I totally get why people are that upset about it. I mean, that's, you know, that's your quarterback. That's that's the guy you waited for forever. And then you watch the thing crumble around him, and now he wants to go. It's just, yeah, I understand why people are emotional. Let's see what uh, Brian has to say. Sports. Sports, man. Yes. And I, I really feel bad because, the way people are talking about Deshaun, he has never exhibited any diva-type qualities. I think the real problem is it's not about the money. I think it's the way the direction of the organization. I think he's frustrated. I think. But how much has that really thing. changed since he since he signed that deal? But at the same time, 
you are talking about a 25-year-old top, top, I'm going to say he's a top seven quarterback, but you don't have the courtesy to say, hey, we're going to try to get these guys to help construct your future. Because that's what the that's what the GM is going to have to do. That's what the head coach is going to have to do. So you don't want to. I can't sit in on any of that. I don't want to. I don't have any input. You guys are going to potentially direct my future for the next ten years, and this is what you think of me. You don't let me have any input into this. I mean, that's not what NFL players typically do. That's not the, the the player's job is to play, but but that's changing. And and I again, I think it goes back to basketball. They see these guys get away with it, and they think, "Hey, I should have this too." But I I would just say the same thing I always say: get it in your contract uh, that you have that kind of power. Like, and I think if you do that, then you have every I, right. I don't to think you'll ever see an NFL team say, "Okay, you've got this." Although, I don't know. Maybe maybe they'd say that to Patrick Mahomes. I think they would. Maybe. But guess what? Deshaun ain't Patrick Mahomes either. Well, here, here's another thing. If the, if Andrew Luck was not going to retire, you don't think the Colts would have gave him that to stick around? I, I don't know. I so, mean, Andrew Luck hadn't won a championship. No, but, I mean, he was pretty much the franchise. They've done just fine without him. They've, they've done exactly what they did with him. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, who's, who's, who's up next, Aaron? Uh, Johnny. What's up, Johnny? Hey guys, so uh, really quick, two things. Um, I was curious about if he's he, Deshaun is traded. Does the no trade uh, clause go with him to the next team? Because if it does, I wouldn't imagine a coach or team is feeling good about him whining like he is now. And uh, also, um, the uh, him wanting to back out of the contract. I felt bad for him. Uh, when they traded D-Hop, but now after he signed for the big money, it made me think, oh, he just wants, you know, the big payday. He doesn't care too much about winning because you don't re-up with Bill O'Brien still here at that time. You knew it was a dopey organization and you still signed the deal. That's that's where I'm taking it. And as far as the whether or not the the no-trade thing would go with him, uh, I don't really know. I've heard that, yes, it would, but it's unprecedented because no one with a no trade, real like I said, there's only three guys in the NFL who have one, and none of them have ever been traded before. So it, it would be a first in the NFL. So I, I don't know exactly. I've heard yes, it would, but I don't know. Well, yeah, I assume because you're, you're trading his contract, and it is part of his contract. Um, Manny says Deshaun could get in front of a camera, be honest, and lay it all out there. Why is he unhappy? Why does he not want to be here? Air it out, honestly, and folks would probably understand his situation. Maybe, but I'd also say, Manny, like, did any did everybody, did, were Rockets fans understanding of James Harden? Not really. They were, it no, was, I mean, I, I think Harden handled it a lot worse, though. Um, although Deshaun started. At least, at least Harden handled it. He said, like, yeah. he said what he meant. But I, I think... I, I think the reason he hasn't done that is I, I I believe I'm starting to believe there's something really personal that he doesn't want to talk about. I, I'm and, curious, and, and that's and of course everybody's curious about that. But that I mean it, it just it feels like this is more than just a, a disagreement. And and it, you know what it, you know what it reminds me of? It's like when was the last time we heard from Jesus Easterby? He ain't talking either. No, in fact he's hiding. And, and the last we heard was one fish, two fish. And that that really makes me wonder what the hell's going on here. And then here's there's a conspiracy theory going around. Maybe he signed that contract knowing he might want to be traded, but no one else would give him that suite of a contract, so he got the no trade clause so he could control where he goes. That would be some next level deviant stuff. I mean, watching how David Mulgetta runs his his top agents now. Yeah, I, could, I wouldn't put it past yeah, him. Yeah, wouldn't shock me. No, no. All right, let's bang through these last couple phone calls on Deshaun. And we'll, uh, okay, Jeff, you're up next. What's up, Jeff? Sports, guys. Sports, man. Um, I kind of have two things I want to talk about. One, I find it odd Deshaun didn't want to wait till after the year was over to have more influence because I'm going to listen if I'm a GM or owner to a QB going into his franchise years. If he says, I'm walking, if you don't have these things done, I'm much more open to it because if I got you locked up for five years 
and then two more franchise tag years, I'm not going to listen to you as much, right? So I found that very well, odd. One, the one thing I would, wanted I, to do that. The one thing I'd say in defense of that is he didn't know that Bill O'Brien was going to be fired when he signed that contract. Right. So he didn't know there would be a GM search or a head coaching search. I, I understand completely. I'm just saying, you know, if you want more influence, you typically want to use that in leverage in your contract. The other thing about our fan base, I'm confused as why we're acting like Deshaun Watson is this super elite guy who's won something. He's only won one playoff game. He does tend to come up small in big games, regular season against the Ravens, postseason against the Chiefs. I know we were 24-0. If Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers lost that game, they'd be getting railroaded. And yet, for some reason, our fan base acts like he's the best thing since sliced bread. So I'm a little odd how we always trash James Harden for coming out small, but we never really trash Deshaun Watson. And I'll let y'all guys talk about that. Because James Harden isn't Hakeem, and Rockets fans have seen better. Texans fans have never seen no. someone as good as Deshaun. So that that's really what it boils down to. You're always going to be compared to the goat of your uh, of your franchise, and 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 nobody was alive to see Warren Moon to compare him to that. No. So so if you're a Texans fan, you've lived through David Carr and Matt Schaub, and then a, like Tony th- Banks, this Sage awful, Rosenfeld, this awful run of like Case Keenum, Tom Savage, and Ryan Mallet, Brian Hoyer, oh, and then this guy shows up. Texans fans are going to be really, really patient with a guy like that. Uh, let's try Art. Sports hey, Art. Sports, fellas. And, uh, hey, sports, fellas. You hear me? Yep, sports. Yep. Go. Hey, so, man, talk about with Deshaun. You know, I understand that he's butthurt about not being consulted about directional changes and operational changes, but um, I know the NFL is kind of culturally changing that they're allowing quarterbacks more feedback. But in reality, um, and as far as America goes to work, executive decisions and you know elite management positions aren't passed down. We don't really have a say so what happens. And so, really, I don't feel like they owe him anything. The only thing they owe him twenty four million dollars that is contractually binded to. So that's my opinion, man. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, to me, uh, this is why I can't feel sorry for him, is because he signed the deal. And if you sign the deal, I, I, you you you're done. You're locked into that. And if the Texans decide, I mean, and especially a deal like this where you said no trade clause, yeah, I I, I agree with you for the most part. I just like I said, I I sense that something really unacceptable happened beyond what we're hearing. Uh, at least I hope that's the case. Uh, and, and if it is, then that changes things a little. But Again, until somebody tells us, it's just speculating. I'm just guessing, just like you're just guessing. Everybody's guessing. So. All right, let's uh, let's try Defresh. Hello. Hey, sports man. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, so my whole thing with the Texans is from day one, it's been a dysfunctional practice of who they put where and what player they get. You go back to Tony Baselli, you go back to Carr, you go back to the offensive line they've had. It's not been great choices, and it's been known by every player in the NFL. Heck, by, by watching, you, you knew where the dysfunction's going. You signed a contract. So you kind of kind of put your big boy pants on and, 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 and walk into an office and say, hey, this is an unacceptable. I, I, I get my head caved in. I, I don't have an offensive line. I signed a $100 million contract. This is what it is. You know, stop beating around the bush with it and just take care of it. You know, it's, it's, this has been going on since day one. And for Texans fans, they're going to continue to pay for seats. It, 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 people can say, I'm going to boycott. No, you're not. You're going to watch it on TV. You're going to go to the games, and you're going to pay for the parking. It is what it is. I just wanted to throw that out there. All right. Well, I, I, I'm curious how Texans fans react to it when this thing's all settled. Yeah, I'll, I think there, I think there's a line drawn where there's going to be some people who really do say, you know what, I'm done with this team. Yeah, and I, I, I think until they get another quarterback, right? Like once that, once, but it's going to be a while. I, I, well, I, I, I would just say thanks to everybody for the calls and your thoughts. Since we asked for them, everybody was, uh, uh, everybody did a good job there. There wasn't any, uh, when he, I hate this guy. You know, he, he's terrible. He's terrible. He needs to die. None of that. You guys were good.
All right, I got to tell you guys about my good friends over at Carbock. Sweet, sweet, delicious Carbock. Uh, guys, they are they they are they're they're a brewery that makes something for everyone. I say that often because it's true. Uh, they've got a ton of great IPAs. They've got the Crawford Bock, uh, which is a great everyday drinker. They've got Love Street, which has become one of their most popular beers. It, it's very easy drinking. And now, let's say you're not a beer drinker, boom, Ranch Water comes your way. And the Ranch Water is delicious on its own or as a mixer. Uh, and it's a low-carb option if you're, if you're just not a beer person. They've got you covered as well. Also, fantastic restaurant. They're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner, so you want to get a good meal, have some good beers. Great place to hang out. Aaron's brother's celebrating his birthday there tomorrow, so it's just a, a, a really good overall spot. Carbox, the place to do it. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, see what the latest going on at the restaurant and the brewery is. And when you're out and about this weekend, grab yourself some Carbox. Feeling with vibes, yeah. getting in ride, yeah. and no, a nigga fly. Uh-uh. Get, 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 no, when the whistle goes. Wheel, fun. Get, get, no, when the whistle goes. Sports, ESPN 97.5. Work it, make it, do it, makes us honor, better, faster, stronger. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. A little more college basketball talk with the legendary Brad Powers. BradPowerSports.com. Follow him on Twitter at BradPowers7. Brad, what's going on, man? What's happening, guys? We're, you know what? We're living the dream out here, uh, Brad. We're living the damn dream. That's all it is to it. Uh, I know you are as well, of course, living the dream out there in Vegas. Uh, and it's it's nice. It's a comfortable temperature outside. We're actually running the AC, so we're doing a lot better than the last time we talked to you. How about that? Yeah, you know, it's uh, much better than you know dealing with ice and snow. Uh, it's something that I- I'm guessing you guys don't have many snow shovels. And uh, salt, uh, you know, no. bags of salt at Home Depot. Nope, none of that going on, man. Uh, we didn't even have enough plumbing pipe to fix everything after this thing went through. So we, <laughs> much less snow shovels. Uh, let's get into some games. Let's let's start with tonight's slate. Uh, a huge matchup, the top of the Big Ten and near the top of Ken Palm with Michigan and Iowa. Uh, it opens up at around three and a half. It jumps to four pretty quick. Now it's up to five. Some five and a halfs. Uh, wh- who do you see value on here in this this big time matchup? Wow, at the current number, I'd probably lean Iowa. Uh, even though I, I think Michigan is really, really good, but you know Iowa's playing better, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, where they have allowed less than seventy points in each of their last uh, four games, all four wins for the Hawkeyes. Uh, because of that, uh, you know I'm going to lean with Iowa here, plus five. What about this game that's it's kind of a, a pop-up game with Houston taking on Western Kentucky? This is not a, a, a gimme game for, for UH. They lost a game, and I, they decided they wanted to test themselves. So they bring, they bring in a Hilltoppers team that's got what's going to be the best guy on the floor in Bassey. Uh, how, do they, how do you think the, the Hilltoppers match up, and is 11.5 too big of a number? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of the game we saw last night, North Carolina Marquette. You know, Oof. I think North Carolina had everything to lose uh, in that one. I'm not saying Houston loses tonight, but I think Western Kentucky is extremely motivated uh, in this one. And 11 and a half for me does seem a little pricey. Hilltoppers uh, will bring it tonight, uh, especially on the offense side of the ball. And there's a good rebounding team, both offensively and defensively. Uh, another big matchup, especially big for, for Michigan State, uh, who's kind of, after the win against Illinois, they're starting to work their way back into the conversation of being an at-large capable team. They are three-and-a-half, four-point dogs tonight against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Money come in on, on Michigan State. It opened five-and-a-half. What do you think about the Buckeyes and the Spartans? Nah, it's too late now. I, I'd lean with the favorite, uh, Ohio State, at this point, coming off the loss against Michigan. Now, you know, a game that, that they shouldn't be hanging their head about that. You know, it's just a game that they you know, had a bad couple minutes at, that down the stretch there. Lost that one. Buckeyes rebound. They're just, you know, over the course of the season, been a much more consistent team and obviously hammered Michigan State a few weeks ago. The last one for today, USC coming off a, a, a really big win, a dominant win over Oregon, and looks to establish themselves as the top team in that conference. 
Now they come into Colorado, a tough place to play for sure, but they are three-point dogs on the road against the Buffs. Why is that? Oh, great question. Uh, It seems, especially when your Kempom number has Colorado won, Colorado's kind of been a Jekyll and Hyde team. I mean, I think that their highest of highs is as good as anybody in the Pac-12, but they're also fully capable of losing games to like Washington, Utah, and California. Yeah, I, I kind of like the spot here for, for the Buffs. You know, they've had each of their last four games on the road. Haven't played a home game in about three weeks. I would lean with Colorado, but uh, you know, three I think is a little expensive. And then obviously, this is the time of year where you know every game starts to matter a little bit more. And and there's certain teams like do do you keep an eye on on these teams that are on the bubble and and do you give them sort of an edge uh, uh, maybe even like a, a half point or something versus a, a regular game in, in the middle of the season you know and i might a half point uh but the market usually seems to you know give them a little bit more especially as as we get closer to march yeah I, i'll take the opposite approach contrarian I mean, they're on the bubble for a reason. Do you really want to pay a premium with a team that's been inconsistent in must-win mode? I don't. Uh, so what, I, what I'll give advice to anybody out there, if you're looking to bet on the bubble teams, do it as early as possible because as, as we get in, even into that first week of March, whether it be conference tournaments or last week of the regular season, everybody knows who's on the bubble and everybody wants to bet on a team that's quote-unquote should, should be max motivated. Uh, if you're going to do it, do it early because, you know, what I like to do is, Posted tip. I, I think those teams get expensive, and I usually like to fade them. Well, let's look at some of the big matchups from this weekend. Texas at Texas Tech. Uh, Texas with a crazy. I, I thought. I mean, I, I ripped up a ticket basically. If it, if it weren't for, uh, an online <laughs> ticket, I would have ripped it up and thrown it on the floor. Uh, they come back, and not only do they take it to overtime, but they end up covering in overtime. Now they go on the road to Lubbock. How do you feel that the Horns match up against the Red Raiders? Uh, I like Texas Tech here. Uh, we'll see where the line's probably going to have Texas Tech short favorite. And if it comes around a bucket, I'm going to take the Red Raiders. I think it's a good spot for them off three straight losses. Off an overtime loss, disappointing performance against Oklahoma State earlier this week. Texas got to feel fortunate uh, to get that win and cover against the Jayhawks. I just said the spot screams Texas Tech for me. A couple teams from the SEC who feel like they're kind of spiraling out of control right now. Tennessee at Auburn. Uh, Auburn, all, when they got Sharif Cooper back, it was like, oh, they're a whole new team, and that's sort of gone away. Tennessee, a month ago, was in the conversation for a Final Four contender, and that's gone away. Which one of these teams is is less dysfunctional right now? Uh, it's Tennessee, and if they're laying three or less, uh, I mean, I think the Vols are the play there. Probably also lean over, but uh, it looks like Auburn's checked out at this point. They got that bump with Cooper, but but now that they've lost six of their last seven, and really nothing to play for. This is one team that I have to question their motivation. You mentioned uh, Oklahoma State coming off a big win. Oklahoma coming off a, an embarrassing loss against Kansas State. Uh, what, what do you see in Bedlam? Interesting, because, I mean, the two teams play each other, you know, twice in three days and a home and away. Uh, I, you know, I would prefer to play the second of the two spots on Monday to see, you know, see if there's any overreaction. But uh, right now, I just think, uh, again, the spot with Oklahoma off a big upset loss, and like you mentioned, Oklahoma State off a big overtime win. I'll take the Sooners, the more consistent team here, laying right around four. Baylor survived against Iowa State. They, they, I guess they and West Virginia <laughs> mutually decided not to play tonight, which may be really smart for Baylor. Uh, but on Saturday, Baylor's going to take on Kansas at Kansas. Is, is this a spot where if Baylor's going to lose a game, this, this looks like it would be it, right? It does, but I, you know, I think maybe people are it's just, you know, they're coming off a of COVID layoff, which has been a big time negative for just about everybody. And you saw them get off the slow start. The fact that they rallied and got the win, you know, over a pathetic Iowa State team, I didn't dock them too much for that loss. If they're laying five or six, I would actually lean Baylor, but I'll have to look. Historically speaking, this would probably be one of the largest home underdog roles Kansas has had in the last 20, 25 years. Uh, and before we let you go, the Horizon League tournament starts today. That means conference tournament season is underway. Uh, do you feel like there's there's certain trends or or things that you look for in in conference tourney play? 
The best one I can come up with uh, is championship games go under at about a 60% rate the last 15 years. And it makes sense in a lot of tournaments, especially the ones where you got teams playing three games in three days or four games in four days. You get tired legs, nobody's running up and down the floor, especially the one bid type of leagues where it's, you know, winner go home, every, you know, possession matters. Unders and conference championships uh, have been profitable for me long term. If you're just blindly back now, it's almost 60% trend. All right. That's Brad Powers. You can find him at bradpowersports.com. Check him out on Twitter at bradpowers7. Always great to hear from you, Brad. We'll talk to you next week, bud. All right. Sounds good. Take care, guys. All right. Quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5's Market Scoreboard Report. Presented by Texas Citizens Bank. I'm Frank Miller for Ron and Sauna. Well, the market's closed sharply lower as tech stocks weighed on the market and as Treasury yields continue to climb. Yields on the 10-year notes and 30-year bonds again reaching their highest levels in a year. The Dow off around 560 points with Boeing and Intel helping to drive that index lower. The S&P down nearly 100, the Nasdaq off nearly 480. The increase in bond yields today came after a wave of mostly positive economic data. The Labor Department said that first-time claims for unemployment benefits tumbled 111,000 last week. Meanwhile, the Commerce Department said that durable goods orders soared 3.4% in January. The Commerce Department released a separate report showing that GDP data for the fourth quarter was upwardly revised. It now sits at 4.1% compared to the previous report of 4%. And shares of HP are up after earnings topped expectations. Strong demand for PCs and printers boosted HP's results. The earnings report was released early, setting the stock up around 4%, heading into the closing bell. ESPN 97.5's Market Scoreboard Report was presented by Texas Citizens Bank, the official bank of ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Got a giveaway for the people. Football's not over. At 5.55, caller number three. 713-780-3776 wins a pair of tickets to the State Fair Classic Spring Game at Globe Life Park in Arlington. See one of the fiercest rivalries in SWAC football history as the Prairie View Panthers take on the Grambling Tigers Saturday, March 13th at Globe Life Park in Arlington. And for the HBCU fans, enjoy a live halftime concert featuring R&B group Drew Hill. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. All right, let's do the Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. All right, we go to, of course, Florida. Florida. Uh, someone tweeted this at us earlier today, and I, I don't remember who it was, but uh, Katie Lee Pitchford is 21 years old. All right. Florida woman. She hot? Uh, yeah, she's very hot. Nice. She has that look I like, like th- that sort of sinister. Oh, yeah. yeah you she know. looks like a, like a villain. Yeah, little touch of the gutter. Uh, unfortunately, her uh, live-in boyfriend... Probably uh, doesn't want to see her anymore. Probably doesn't think she's as hot as uh, <laughs> as we do, because uh, they police were called to the scene after a man reported that his girlfriend became quote enraged and attacked him during an altercation in the early hours last Tuesday. Pitchford continuously struck her boyfriend, who was not named, with her fists and scratched the left side of his face. He also told officers that Pitchford grabbed him by the boys. And squeeze them until they were bleeding. When we're saying bleeding, like, did, did she dig her nails I'm in? I'm sure, yeah, I had to have, right? You can't just... I mean, or is yeah. it just, like, blunt force trauma that eventually, like, blood starts to to spray out? I mean, that that's... <sighs> neither one is great, but the yeah. former seems more well, yeah. reasonable. But, I mean, I, I gotta tell you, no matter how, how hot you are, if that's how you're gonna react to things... 
probably not happening. But uh, after being placed in the patrol car, she was asked. She asked if she could talk to her boyfriend because she wanted to say she was sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was not it was a little late, honey. It was not immediately clear what caused the fight. She was charged with domestic violence battery and remained in jail following the incident. Good. Uh, by the way, she was already on felony probation for resisting an officer with violence oh, she, and battery on a firefighter in November 2017. She she's not a safe chick. No, no. There, there, there's touch of the gutter, and then there's this. Uh, this is too much for me. Really hot, though. I mean, <laughs> probably a one-timer. So I don't know if she's really hot, but, my, my, she's got but, some, but she's my flavor. She's got a little something. Mm. And that is, uh, here's that Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. kind of makes me think of ghostbusters instead of the walls in the 12th precinct were bleeding (laughs) just i don't know why that popped into my head that was that guy's one line in that movie the walls in the 12th yeah so it was the balls 713-780-ESPN is your number 713-780-3776 so uh there's still some other stuff to get to uh got some movie stuff for next hour again did you ever, have you watched that? Uh, I care a lot yet. I haven't yet. Mm. I, I was watching. I watched a couple of episodes of uh, Orange Is the New Black last night, but I didn't get home until like ten thirty. Uh, my older son had back to back prep games. Yeah, uh, for his high school team, and they so because they're making up from the freeze. Okay, so they had to do a, a double header, and he wasn't supposed to pitch yesterday. Because his tournament team starts up this weekend, and the starting pitcher uh, uh, gave up a triple and uh, an error, so it was one to nothing. And then he got the next two kids out, and then his arm hurt, mm-hmm. and he had to come out. And my son, of course, was like, "I'll pitch," and he pitched. So, and he pitched the rest of the game. So, so he's going to be going on uh, two days rest. Yeah, I don't think he's just not going to play. He's not going to pitch this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but he had a really good day. So it was it was worth it. Uh, but it, it was uh, I didn't I didn't realize the like these games they go on forever and they started another inning right before it was like like right before the time limit was up. So it just went way longer than I wanted it to. So by the time I got home, I couldn't start a movie. I just I, it wasn't in me. But okay. I, it's on my list. I promise you, I'm going to watch it. No, I, I just it I'm, looks very good. I'm, I'm just curious what you think now because uh, I, I I liked it. I thought it was dark and you know it, it was uh, it just I, I don't want to spoil any of it for you. But I thought it was pretty good. All right, and uh, anything that has a little person. I, I that I mean that made me double interested. And that's one I, of my favorite little people. I mean, how, how do you? I mean, how he's do you, the best one. I mean, yeah, Mini Me died. He's the king of them. Uh, well, I think even before Mini Me, you could make a case for Peter Dinklage. Well, but Mini-Me was famous before Peter Dinklage, I think. Yeah, but Peter Dinklage got really famous thanks to Game of Thrones. I mean, Mini-Me was pretty damn famous in his prime, too. Uh, well, you know what? Let's, look, let's see who has more dead Twitter followers. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Mini-Me was up there. Don't get me wrong. He's no lower than two in the power rankings. Okay. Uh, of course, in the living power rankings. What about the guy in Willow? Uh, he's, like, third. Okay. What about the guy that played Leprechaun? Uh, seventh. Okay. Who's six? Um, I don't know. You got to tell me. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to guess, and I'll tell you where they go. Peter uh, uh, Peter Dinklage's first credited acting role was 1991. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, he was. He just wasn't. He a was big an star Oz before. At one point in 2001, he was a murder victim. Okay, but he wasn't a big star before. I, no. He was a big star before Mini Me. I would say he was a, he was already known before Game of Thrones, but obviously Game of Thrones was a, a career. That's what vaulted him. Yes, yeah, it's a career changer. Just like Austin Powers was a career changer for Mini Me. I think I read I, somewhere that it's sad that I'd call just call him Mini Me instead of Vern Troyer. Eh. Whereas I'm okay saying Peter Dinklage like he's a, an actual person and not just a character. No, just you should have called him Tyrion. I know, but I've. And that is the other sad thing is, I think 
like more people know that Peter Dinklage is Tyrion than Vern Troyer is Mini Me because right. everybody just called him Mini Me basically until he died. What about Joe C? Oh, he's got to be up there. Yeah, he's, he's top five. Probably. I think he's number five. I got to put dead. him. Dead. I mean, in the, in yeah. the living power ratings, there's, yeah, there's not even a debate. Well, yeah, but it's, what about the the gal on the show where uh, it's the the small family, big world or whatever it is, little family, big world. What's that show called? Where it's like a whole family of little people. God, it's so fascinating to me. Our little family? No. I think it's little little family, big world, or something along those lines. Something big world. But maybe the only thing more fascinating to me than a family... Little people, big world. Little people, big world. The only thing more fascinating to me than a family of it is the dynamics of a full-size person... With a small person. I mean, that's just like, you start thinking about that, and it's like, whoa. How does that yeah, happen? he, uh, I, f- I forgot he was in the Avengers, too. That's, yeah. That's big. But um, our boy Evan, I wonder if Evan still listens. He's our, our, uh, our show's official small person. Yeah. I think, uh, so the woman from Little, Little People Big World, she's famous, but I think Meredith Eaton might be the most famous female little person. What's she from? Uh, her biggest role lately has been in MacGyver, the remake of MacGyver. Oh, I didn't watch that. She was in Paranormal Activity. I didn't um, even like a regular Mag- MacGyver. I didn't like. I didn't like old MacGyver. I don't know. She's hot. She's hot. Oh yeah. To me, what, she is. What about her body? It's fine with me. Like she's got good curves. Yeah. Nice. What's her name again? Meredith Eaton. Hmm. Wow, I forgot he was also in that Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri movie. Um, there was one, and I, I can't remember. I don't remember what it was called, but he's like a train freak. And it's got like uh, Bobby Carnavale in it and him. And it's really awful, but I, can't, I couldn't stop watching it because he was in it. I can't remember what that was called. Somebody will remember. You think she's hot? Yeah, do you not? No. The station agent, I think, is what you were thinking of, Fred. Fred, what do you think here? What year was the station agent? 2003. Is eh, she hot? Eh, I would. I would. But, you know, I, I, mean, I, would I have, have a very sure fascination. Yeah, but. I have a very low bar, but, yeah, I would definitely. Uh, yeah, that's what it was, the station agent. Not a good movie, but I like watching little people act. So, uh, All right. I got to tell. What am I telling the people about here? Hoops. Oh, I knew it. Uh, Here's the great thing about hoops. They're all adjustable from 10 feet to 5 feet with the turn of a handle. So if you are a little person or know a little person and they want to hoop with you, guess they can play and they can have fun. If Peter Dinklage was having to play on a 10-foot goal, you know how fun that would be for him? Not fun at all. But Peter Dinklage could throw down on a pro-dunk hoops goal. That's really what it's all about is getting out there and having fun. And, guys, you're talking about the best quality goals available on the market. The thickest steel, the best backboard, it guaranteed not to break or crack or they'll replace it for free. And they've got a design to fit your home. If you want it mounted to your house, you want it in the driveway, you want it in the backyard, you want a fully portable version that you can just fold up and put it in the garage when you're done playing, they've got it all at ProDunkHoops.com. And they've got a lot of great accessories as well, LED lighting on your goal, the court marking stencil, custom pole pad lettering, so you can let everybody know whose house it is. Get your new hoops goal today. See it all at ProDunkHoops.com or give them a call. 281-351-9822. That's ProDunkHoops.com. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Real. Fun. Sports. 